0: Chapter Eight, The Hated. Luke eleven twenty nine and thirty. As the crowds increased, Jesus said, "This is a wicked generation; it asks for a miraculous sign, but none will be given it except the sign of Jonah. For as Jonah was a sign to the Ninevites, so also will the Son of Man be to this generation." When you think about what it would have been like to be one of the original 12 disciples, you probably only think about the really awesome things, right? I mean, if you're anything like me, you probably daydream about the conversations with Jesus where he dropped some amazing spiritual insight that changes your whole perspective on life or the sheer adrenaline of those days where the gospel writers said he healed everyone in the whole city who was sick or demon-possessed. I mean, those experiences must have been awesome. I think about looking into the eyes of love himself and just wish I could have been there, experiencing all of it. And yet, it probably wasn't always amazing all the time. I bet there were things about following Jesus that were frustrating, annoying, and at times downright appalling. We assumed that it would be all miracles and mountaintop experiences, but it wasn't. For the first disciples, it would have been really difficult for them to spend so much time around the kinds of people Jesus reached out to. They found themselves hanging around sick people, crazy people, unclean people, foreign people, and a whole bunch of female people. These guys had to navigate situations, sights, and smells you wouldn't normally associate with the king of the universe. To say that this was culturally uncomfortable or unpleasant for them would be a massive understatement. Jesus hung out with, ate dinner with, laughed and joked with, and even touched all the different kinds of people the disciples avoided or even hated. All of Jesus's opponents hated him because they were jealous of his popularity. They wanted the fame Devotion and followers that Jesus had, and their mistake was in thinking that he was popular merely because of his miracles. Look, there's no doubt that people were interested in Jesus because he did things no one else can do, but that's not enough to explain the way his followers felt about him. These people weren't just gaping at a wizard. No. The folks who were serious about Jesus were following his heart. Jesus loved the unlovable. He reached out and touched the despised and rejected. He cared about outcasts and social pariahs. Jesus hung out with sinners, touched lepers, and had dinner with traitors. He served foreigners and made promises to criminals. In other words, Jesus loved the hated he gave second chances to the lost causes. Jesus loved in such new and radical ways that the writers of the gospels had to find a new word to describe it. Not only did he do things no one else had ever done, but he loved in ways no one else had ever loved. Luke tells us that one day, Jesus was surrounded by crowds who were looking for some miracles and magic tricks. And Jesus told them that the only sign they would get would be the sign of Jonah. He said, for as Jonah was a sign to the Ninevites, so also will the son of man be to this generation. All right. Just in case you haven't knocked the dust off your copy of the old Testament in a while, Jonah was told by God to go preach to the people living in the city of Nineveh. Jonah then proceeded to completely disobey the Lord. He bought a ticket for the farthest place away from Nineveh he could think of. Seriously, if Jonah could have bought a ticket to the moon, he would have done. We find out later that he was running away from God because he hated the Ninevites. He didn't want to go to preach to them because Jonah knew that God loved hateful, wicked people. Jonah knew that the, that these screwed up masses in Nineveh would probably ask to be forgiven. And and God would just let them off the hook because he's so forgiving and compassionate. Jonah didn't want anything to do with that. So he bolted. Well, even though Jonah ran away, God chased him down. In fact, he chased Jonah down, down, down to the bottom of the sea when a gigantic fish swallowed this disobedient prophet whole. This dude was out of sight for three days, and then God brought him back, sorry and soggy. He reluctantly went into this great city of Nineveh with God's message, and guess what? (laughs) They repented. They were filled with sorrow over their sin, and they begged God to give them another chance, which God did because Jonah was right. God loves the folks everybody else hates, and he gives second chances to the hateful. Jesus told this curious crowd that hanging around him wasn't going to be about entertainment. It wouldn't be all oohs and ahs and magic tricks, the only miracle they were going to see would be like that old story of Jonah, where hateful people who deserved to be blown off the face of the earth would turn the compassionate heart of God to pour out unlimited patience and mercy. Jesus, just like Jonah, was going to disappear for three days and then suddenly reappear so that everyone who wanted would have a chance to know the love of God, the outcasts, the foreigners, the sick, the poor, the broken, the helpless, the voiceless and the hated would all taste the mercy of the one whose love was like magic. Now in order to pull off this miracle, his greatest trick. Jesus would have to endure being hated. He would be despised. He would be rejected. The one who formed us out of his pure love would become like one from whom men hide their faces. The one who honored us so much that he created us in his own image would become like the one we esteemed not. He bore our wrong and he endured our hate so that we, the hateful, could know the love of God. For more on this, get to a quiet place. Read Luke eleven twenty nine 29 through 32 and Isaiah 53, one through three. Who does Jesus love that isn't on your radar or that you don't like? How does his love for you change the way you feel about them? What words express your gratitude for Jesus for what he endured to bring you in?